Hello, my beautiful kings and queens. This is your girl, D, And I'm Jay. And welcome to another episode of Unapologetic with Jay and D. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our IG, Unapologetic with Jay and D, and on Discord, Unapologetic with Jay and D. If you guys have any questions at all or any suggestions on topics that you would like us to cover, feel free to hit us up on our IG, Unapologetic with Jay and D, and on our Discord. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic with J&D. We are so happy that you have joined us here this evening. We have a wonderful, wonderful episode in store for you guys, and we hope that you go on this journey with us and you walk away from it enlightened and ready to go into uh, this practice. Um, So again, we are starting another episode of the mini-series called Medical Tea. Last week, when you guys were here with us, we talked with Dr. Shana Blakely in regards to vascular surgery. And today we're moving forward to talk about a different type of practice, one revolving sound healing. Hey, Don, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, So Don runs the soundness in North Carolina. Um, Can you share about yourself a little bit more and uh, what the soundness is about? I'd be glad to, and thank you both for having me on your beautiful podcast. I'm glad to be here with everyone. And I grew up um, studying music, and music has been a big part of my life, and playing violin growing up and studying music theory and music therapy. And then I went on to get a biology degree and study the body and the nervous system and the brain. And so I learned how to combine these these aspects through 22 years of doing massage therapy. And I've, as many of us, I have reno- um, revamped my life after the pandemic, and which taught a lot of us how what's really important in our lives and gave a different focus to our lives. And so for mine, I decided to focus just on the sound healing aspect of my life. And sound healing or sound and music in general, you know, has sued the savage beast for eons. And that's true for my life, too. And I just love to help people find ease and freedom from pain and suffering in whatever way I can. And so I started two locations in that both in the Asheville area. One is a smaller location in the lower level of my sweet mom's house and just outside of Asheville called the Sound Nest. And it holds up to eight people. And I've designed the room acoustically so that you can feel every wave of the instruments. And then the second location is a dream of mine, a lifelong dream of mine coming true of having a sound healing retreat space. And it's just a little further outside of Asheville in the Wolf Laurel area of of North Carolina. So when did you discover the art of sound healing? Like a certain life where you found out about it or was there a time when uh, when it helped you out and when you actually realized you wanted to get into that profession? 
Yes, it's I, I started studying music therapy when I was in high school and I did a study with different types of music and using biofeedback to sense and, and take recordings of what different music does and how it affects our bodies. So I could notice the the heart rates and your blood pressure change with diff- listening to different music or different sounds even. And then in studying uh, massage therapy, I got really particular about which types of music that I played for my clients. And I could notice the ones that went really deeper into relaxation with certain types of music. And so I then in studying yoga and meditation and working deeper with understanding the brain and the nervous system, I started studying kundalini yoga. And that type of yoga utilizes the gong, especially towards the end of some of the sets. And it, the, I learned the unique quality of the gong, especially to help relax the brain and 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 in that then the body can activate the parasympathetic nervous system where we rest and digest and heal more and so i wanted to learn how to use the gong kind of combine playing the gong in a way like massage music <laughs> because you know gongs have been used in a lot of different traditions and heavy metal bands <laughs> And so that is a different, this using a gong in the sound healing aspect is, is different from, from other applications. And the gong especially has a quality to it that the brain can't quite figure out the pattern to the gong. And our brains are always trying to figure things out. And when it can't, quite figure out the pattern to the gong, it just defines it as consistent stability. And then it can eventually simmer down a little bit and go offline. And then when that happens, that's when the body can activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And then we also are slowing down the brain waves and entering the theta brainwave state. And so I've been learning all about the theta state and how important it is for our bodies and for manifestation or woe manifestation, as I like to say. And Mm -hmm. it's um, just to really, to take the, a, a simple sound healing experience, which could be purely just for relaxation, and you can take it even deeper into a very intentional time to work with your subconscious too. Yeah. So Don, I've been to both of your, your studios and, and during that time, I've had such a wonderful experience and, you know, you have uh, a ton of of gongs specifically in that inner wolf studio, the one that I went to last. Um, Can you explain how different frequencies help to pretty much heal the body? Yes. It's, part science and part mystery (laughs) because who knows why exactly the body might resonate more with one frequency than another and that's partly why we have so many gongs (laughs) one that it's a very slippery slope 
that, you know, you meet one gong and then you hear another one. Oh, I, I need to have that one too. <laughs> and also because each sound, each frequency might affect a different person's body in a different way. And whereas some, some gongs or maybe especially crystal bowls might be marketed for the chakra system or like a specific note to go to a specific chakra. I hold more of a belief that the sound goes wherever it needs to go. And mm -hmm. specifically, like a, the, a sound healing session could affect a person and a person could feel it in a lot of different ways. It could be felt physically that maybe the sound goes to an old injury that might be raising its hand saying, pick me, pick me. Or it might tingle or uh, area go numb during the session. And I think those are aspects of that body area regenerating and cells regenerating and kind of soaking up the, the sound like medicine. Or the sound could be emotional for or for people in that emotions that you might not have been feeling before the session might arise or old thoughts that come up. And all of these things are just coming up for clearing and moving stuck energy that might have a feeling or emotion attached to it. Or someone could feel the sound in a very spiritual way, too, of whatever belief that they, they hold in relate, in related to spirituality. Because the sound healing itself isn't faith-based and is really interfaith. And, but the, what I mean by feeling it spiritually is that it, the sound quiets the static in our lives so that we can hear divine guidance or inner guidance and maybe have greater clarity about a certain direction or passion or purpose in our lives. So in that respect, the frequency of different instruments, uh, it, it goes wherever it's needed. And I play a lot of planetary gongs, especially, and have learned how to make chords with them of sorts. And so the chord will take us, the, the different chords have different musical qualities to them or different emotional qualities to them. And we take it on a journey into sound, honoring whatever, wherever we are in, in that present moment. And then lifting it and giving it some fresh air and a different perspective. So the the whereas I don't study as much the specific hertz level of the frequency, I study very much a, a metaphysical type of it or a very holistic aspect of the of the, of the frequency. Okay, yeah, because I've I've heard in the past of you know different frequencies, um, like you had mentioned about the chakras. Uh, but what I wanted to ask, so you mentioned something about about manifestation and how we can use frequencies to assist us. Um, have you seen people use that with manifestation, and how has it helped them to improve? 
I sure have. And I was hoping we would get to talk more about that, <laughs> especially because of your focus being empowering women. And I've even started calling manifestation, woe manifestation, <laughs> to encourage awesome. women to really harness this quality that we have of creating our lives. And and so the to talk a little bit more about the theta brainwave state and why that's important in in woe manifestation. <laughs> because our in the theta state it's an in-between consciousness state. So it's in between awake and asleep. And like in sound healing, you might be hearing every tone being played, but then you catch yourself making a sleepy sound or snoring. And, and it's surprising, like, what? I thought I was awake. And so in that space, that's where manifestation is more powerful. Because you get to plant seeds for your subconscious there. And in that space, the subconscious can have a moment to zoom out and maybe see things from a different perspective and have an enlightening moment about an aspect of your life. Like, oh, I can let this this wound that I've been holding on to or this perspective I've been holding on to, I can let this go. Or, oh, I can see life this way from now on. Uh, like, just to illustrate one example of that, there was a tone with in a, in a sound session that ignited a client's, um, the similar feeling of her night terrors. Mm. And at first she was like, oh, no, not here. And then the next tone just completely dissolved it all. And but it was in that split second that she was able to zoom out and her subconscious was able to see, oh, my night terrors have been trying to tell me that I'm worthy of being protected. And I just have this great hope that she's no longer plagued by them. And so it's an example like that, that you can that in creating an intention for the session or for your life and bringing that into the theta brainwave state then it it amplifies that intention and especially i think most importantly just like joe dispenza teaches or bruce lipton they suggest focusing on the feeling of your intention because Frankly, life has so many plot twists, and <laughs> we don't know how this the story's going to turn out. Mm -hmm. And so, focusing on the feeling of it can allow just the greatest aspect beyond our wildest dreams of your intention to just flow to you. And I was another example of that was I was talking to a friend who has an Airbnb rental. And she said, I just wish I could, you know, clean toilets with, with as much vigor as an excitement as I do, you know, do, she's also a sound healer uh, with a, that I do with playing my instruments. And I explained to her, you know, like what I'm doing with this, creating this retreat center for people to come and find inspiration and joy and, and new perspectives and new life. And while I'm learning how to do drywall and learn how to, 
you know, refinish wood and chop wood and <laughs> and do all these renovations. Um, it's it. I've assigned a meaning to it because that aspect is important in in all out of life because life is the meaning that we bring to it. And so I've assigned a meaning to all these all this aspect of renovation that this is a big dream and coming to life and this the me sanding the drywall is uh, is bringing someone here for a life-changing experience and this is bringing someone here to connect deeper with themselves and to remember who they are and to get back to center, to find some rest and refill their cup. And that has, a, you know, working on the drywall has that meaning. And I've seen in my own life of assigning, like I get, I've got truth bumps all over my body, even just saying that. Mm. <laughs> and, and I've seen it in my own life because starting this retreat space on a shoestring uh, we don't have all this stuff for for furnishing it for people to stay and or we haven't had this stuff and but by assigning that meaning and that's become a beacon for everything that we've needed and just support has has poured in people call me that are moving or I connect with one person giving away a, a toilet and it turns into a, a whole house full of stuff that, <laughs> that then becomes our retreat space. And so that, and it's all because of that woe manifestation <laughs> and of, of focusing on the feeling and assigning meaning to whatever you're doing and really feeling it as if you, it's already in the present moment. Ooh, that's awesome. So new year, new us, <laughs> manifestation, <Yes>. and <laughs> we need to make sure that we coordinate and get some sound therapy in our lives as well, because um, that's going to enhance our, our manifestation. That's uh, definitely good to know. Yes, absolutely. You mentioned something earlier as well about how music affects blood pressure. Can you go into that a little bit more? Yes. So if uh, if you think about like listening to maybe say electronic dance music or or exercising to a high beat music that that keeps you pumping and it keeps you in a high high mode. And if you listen to music that has less than 60 beats per minute, then your body is going to regulate itself to that beat and it might take a little bit but the body will attune itself especially with deep breathing and and mental focus on it and bring you know like a meditative experience but it'll the body will regulate itself to that either the faster beat or the slower beat and the um for bleat, for your heartbeat and as as well as the the blood pressure that it'll it it can help our blood pressure to lower or or if we need to get pumped up <laughs> then it'll it'll help to to rev us up too 
So listening to the sound healing sounds, it slows our whole body down. And when we enter the parasympathetic, when the parasympathetic nervous system activates, the blood pressure lowers and the body temperature lowers and you might even get a little chilly. So that's why it's good to cover up with a blanket during the sound healing and and be cozy so that your body is nurtured and supported in that way too. And a lot of times our blood pressure, when we have a high blood pressure, it's also because it's also related to some sort of stressor in our lives that's keeping us in an elevated state. That's very interesting, Don. Um, you know, just going back kind of a little bit on the manifestation portion of things, um, you know, manifestation is all about bringing things into to fruition and having those, those hard conversations. And, and as you mentioned, a part of that is putting your emotions at the forefront. But how do you think... Um, or suggest one that is having difficulty, you know, embracing those emotions that they feel, um, and pretty much looking at things from a mental state and trying to block out those emotions. How do you suggest that they go about trying to embrace that so that they can really get to know their their true self and get to become or elevate to the next stage of their life? That's a good question and and a good distinction, too. I think, especially, I know in my life where I have really battled with my inner critic, sometimes it has been really hard to even hold a, a feeling, an elevated feeling for a, a, for a, even a moment. And because sometimes when, say, the critic is yelling pretty loud, or is beating us down, uh, it's it's hard to even feel an elevated state. So I think it's it's also a practice. And even just holding that, like say your intention is to be happy, you know, because then that happiness can come to you however it is, or to feel joy and um, or to feel love. And just trying for just one breath to hold that feeling of happiness in your body. And I think that's why focusing on a feeling can be a little more accessible even than trying to envision what exactly all the pieces of our lives and what it should look like for us to be happy. That instead, just focusing on the feeling of it, and then it allows any of that, of whatever the life life turns out to give us, it we, we have that happiness come from within us and not from something outside of ourselves, too. And I think just focusing, just practicing it for one breath at a time and just allowing that your body to remember that feeling, especially. And that's creating a new neural pathway because the old pathway is so deep and ingrained and it's the way that we've, the only way that we've known in our lives. But by just taking one breath, that's etching a tiny new neural pathway. 
and then taking that a breath and bringing practicing that feeling again then that etches it a little deeper and then after time then we've retrained our brain and can can feel that feeling of happiness and can can be able to stand up to the inner critic or to anyone who mm-hmm. might be telling us otherwise. Does that help answer your question? Yes, it does. Now, Don, for someone like you, you know that sound healing or the power of sound has been around for ages and has been utilized with, you know, different cultures and, and, and civilizations. Um, when you look at how it has, do you think it has drastically changed or you think it has um, evolved for the better? Oh, I love this question too. I've thought about this a lot that I think music like life tends to go in cycles, maybe, it seems. Mm -hmm. And so whereas it to us nowadays, sound healing might seem kind of new age or like that it's just coming around. But I think it has ancient roots and has been in the Egyptian culture and was used sound healing was used in the pyramids as a form of medicine and in in other cultures you know the gong is is well steeped in history in Indonesia and so i think you know, i think music like a lot of life goes in cycles too and i I marvel at how music has supported our cultures through throughout time. You think of the Native Americans and specific mm-hmm. drum beats for certain occasions or or the how the blues was created and birthed and like the New Orleans second lines for celebrations right. and for for weddings and funerals and and just how different sounds have helped our bodies in in certain ways and help to you think about even how a drum beat helps you feel a certain way and that music helps our bodies in in a variety of ways so i i marvel at how it it is a very cultural aspect of our lives music is is medicine to our bodies. You mentioned that, and I'm I'm a firm believer of that. Things that I listen to, they affect me. They affect me emotionally, and they affect me physically. What do you think about the music that we listen to today? You think that plays a role in the overall health of society? I think so, and I think it's really important to pay attention to how a certain type of music makes you feel, and and then asking yourself is this true is this how i really feel or is this mm. how i want to feel and um i personally have had to stop listening to some of the popular music because i noticed that it made me feel sad or it you know t- especially like a lot of maybe sappy love songs but it starts to train our brain that love has to come from one person or love has to come from outside of ourselves or defines love in a certain way and i think from a my awareness about 
some of the popular music is that that's a lie <laughs> and <laughs> that we need to pay attention to what that music is actually telling us and <laughs> really consciously decide what how music how we want to feel listening to music and and it's you know sometimes music does help to to dissolve anger too and and then you know that's that's dissolved and okay now what am i gonna now how do i want to feel and or you know if i want to calm my nervous system what do i want to listen to and really making it a conscious choice and paying attention to what the words in in music say too because mm -hmm. that's also programming our subconscious and i think that's you know our brains are have an onslaught of a lot of types of of effects from society and culture and you know when we can it's really i think it's important to nourish our our brains and our bodies with something that feeds us and something that that helps us in whatever way that it's needed at the time I can definitely agree with you there. I think um, music, music is is a like you said, is a form of healing. And a lot of times, when you listen to the words um, from the music that you know are released today, a lot of it doesn't make sense, and a lot of it um, has a lot of <laughs> gibber, and it is very vulgar, um, and the agenda behind it doesn't necessarily support what it is that feeds our our, our body what feeds our, our brains um, it doesn't promote any intellectual thought right and a lot of times for me I know like you know like you said you you went about dismissing a lot of music that exists today and, and I've done the same um, but sometimes I do find myself you know, reverting back to listening to some songs, but it's more so for the beat, not necessarily for the the content. Um, but aside from that, Dawn, I know you you're a world traveler, and you know you enjoy traveling and learning. Um, and a lot of your practice, I'm sure, has stemmed from your your world travel. Um, I know you visited some of the Muslim villages. You've went to India, Greece, and a a lot of amazing places that hold, you know, a lot of spiritual ground. Can you express how that those travels that you've done have influenced a lot of the work that you do today? Mm, yes. I I love studying cultures and I love studying the spirituality of different cultures and I I grew up in a a spiritual tradition that talks about one river many wells. And mm -hmm. that we're all connected in our in our spirit and in spirituality, and however we choose to express that or however we connect to spirit is just whatever speaks to each person and so in in traveling, somehow, I always seem to seek out the the spirituality of a place and also the the music of a place. And maybe, and that's probably because they they do go hand in hand, just like we've been talking. And 
um, visiting different countries really expands our our view and our knowledge, our understanding of what's possible. We can sometimes get caught into such our our daily routine and forget that there's a whole world out there. And I know I was talking with one friend who was going to be traveling to Asia for the first time. And she was like, I can only take this small bag and I don't know how I'm going to pack my toothpaste and everything. And, and I reminded her, you know, there's, there's people that live there (laughs) and and you'll find a lot of things that you need. You don't have to take them from here. (laughs) And so and remind and just exploring like oh wow they have this kind of toothpaste in this country and (laughs) and when I lived I for about six months when I was in college I lived in Spain and was studying Spanish for a double major and my language classes were just on Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday and the rest of the time, I just would hop a train and go visit a different part of Spain or Morocco. And and the I, I traveled to the northwest corner of Spain, where the the Santiago the where the Camino ends in Santiago de Compostela, and went to the where I, at that time I couldn't do the whole pilgrimage. But I did my own sort of pilgrimage and had time in that cathedral that all the pilgrims come to and saw the big container of incense that they swing through the whole cathedral. And then also during that six months going to Morocco and getting to hear the sounds of the busy courtyards and the music and then learning about the Muslim traditions that were going on at the time and saw in a in a village that was just made of sand, the the reddish gold sand, and it was uh, they were the, each doorway had even killed a lamb <laughs> right there in their doorway. With the it was very visual and you know a little abrupt, and you're like, wow, this is really different from my neighborhood, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> And just getting to witness how how important that was and that tradition that the that they hold and and visiting the great pyramids in Egypt and getting to lay in the in the sarcophagus in the great pyramid and trying to figure out about the mystery schools in in Egypt and learning about the traditions in, in the mystery schools of how they would confront their fears and to transcend their fears and that just seeing witness be, being in those areas and just feeling that ancient ancient area along with places like places in Greece. And I think I love especially visiting the those cradles of civilization like Egypt and Greece and India and just getting to be where people have been for 
centuries and and many many years and imagining what it was like and learning about the cultures and the spiritual traditions visiting the temples in in India going to the golden temple and hearing all the mantras and how the those words and those that music has a, a very powerful quality to it and learning about different languages and and understanding the mantras because we we want to know what the mantras mean and there's a you know a special understanding of you know a of learning like oh, why why is this important what does this mean and a lot of us have a question of is this okay to say or i want to understand what i'm saying and and translating it to to our lives and i think that's a lot of what what travel can do for us and help us help bring us greater understanding to our lives Oh, Greece is on my list. It's on my travel list. Did you like it? I did. I loved it so much. And that has been one of my favorite places to travel. And it, my my family heritage is from Greece. Although I that was I've only just made one trip there so far. And it it felt very ancient and learning some some Greek while I was there to be able to communicate and and how learning little even little bits of languages people light up when you are are showing them that respect for their culture and and just getting to see those ancient sites like the Oracle of Delphi and hearing more about the the myths and legends and and occurrences that happened in each place and just seeing the the unique aspects of of a place and of course enjoying the food of a of a place has so much meaning and and significance to it too what place do you want to go to in the future that you haven't been to yet I think I would love to go to New Zealand. I've seen mm. how such beautiful pictures and I don't really know that much about the the cultures there yet. So I I would want to learn more and it, it looks like really beautiful natural areas too. So that's that's one place on my list. Although it's really tempting just to go back to Egypt and India and Greece some more. <laughs> <laughs> Don, do you think you would expand your your practice outside of the United States and maybe bring it abroad? And if so, where exactly would you want to do that? It's possible because everywhere I seem to travel, I usually either take or pick up an instrument along the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it it would be pretty tricky to travel with gongs i've flown with a couple of gongs but just across the united states and and that was that was pretty interesting and played for a wedding recently in california and took three gongs and a stand there and um 
so it, it would be interesting to to play outside of of this area but i that's a, been another dream of creating a retreat space so that or having a place of my own of either studio so that you don't have to lug around all this heavy metal and <laughs> and can people can come and and I have a, a grounded place to share from and then I can, you know, take an instrument on the road and and just connect with whoever I happen to meet or or especially can learn from in in traveling. That would probably be more what I would focus on is let me learn from where I am. Right. right. Now, I know gongs are kind of the heart and soul of pretty much uh, what you do. And, 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 you know, you've talked about it a lot uh, on this episode. But there's also other instruments that you play in your sessions. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yes, there are. I, I love utilizing the gongs first and primarily because the gongs seem to bring, stir stuff up for us. And the gongs help us in a in help the brain in the ways that we've t been talking about. And then I love to bring in the crystal singing bowls too, because they seem to smooth everything out and just let us float for a little while in cosmic bliss. <laughs> and I love the the Himalayan bowls too, and picked up a Himalayan bowl in the Himalayas and it seems to really draw people in to center. I love uh, accessory instruments that I call them, like the ocean drum, because it has a, it, you tilt it and there's little bearings in it that make it sound like an ocean wave. And it's very soothing. It helps put people into a dreamlike state. And it also helps to shake up any kind of nervous energy of like, what is this? What am I about to experience? Or what is she about to do to me? <laughs> Why am I in this person's basement? <laughs> and, and it just shakes, shakes up those questions that we just naturally have in our minds. And, and it just helps us to open and, and be able to receive the sound. And I have a couple of shamanic shakers that are similar, that they just help to soothe the energy. Um, a, chi a koshi chime that I love to use at the end. And especially my harmonium. I really love playing the harmonium, which is a, it's kind of a combination of an accordion and an organ. And it really sounds like uh, an acapella choir because it has bellows that pump air over reeds and then you depress a key so that the it makes a certain note and then you sing along with it because it's an aid for the voice kind of like another a smaller version of it would be is called a shruti box and so it's a beautiful aid for the voice and I highly recommend that to any woman looking to connect further with herself and to find her voice. And it's a little scary at first because a lot of us, frankly, have been shamed for 
for our singing and or you know maybe we want to speak our truth but our voice is shaky and we just the even just toning with with or without the uh, an instrument or the harmonium even just tone making a tone and no matter what it sounds like is so empowering to the body and that's truly the most powerful sound healing instrument is the sound of your own voice and honing that and no matter what it sounds like and even if you have to do it into a pillow at first <laughs> and just letting their voice come out and for me singing with my harmonium has been really transformational and it's it's helped me to find my voice and to trust my voice a lot more and to share my voice and i've started creating my own songs for people for whoever's in the specific session and singing to their intention making it like a prayer and uh, a declaration for each person that's there and of using that to as a inside of me as a, a very liberating way of a liberating way of of singing and also liberating myself from my own perfectionist qualities or my inner critic of just like i'm gonna sing you know maybe it's not gonna come out right my voice does crack sometimes and it keeps me humble. I have to laugh when it does that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just keep singing. <laughs> and and I also practiced in in a lot of yoga, uh, especially bhakti yoga, that it does and 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 singing in kirtans that it doesn't matter what what you sound like or if you're a little off key. It's it matters where your heart is in it. And just letting your heart shine through and open with the music, because music is a very much a heart opener for us. I love this so much. I'm all about the singing, so I'm definitely going to have to come visit you. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, Jay, you are, aren't you? <laughs> oh, good. I'm all about the singing. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> so for, for those of us who have not been through a sound healing like session can you walk us through what it would be like when someone first comes in your studio that's a good question because i see people come in with like a deer in the headlights like what am i about to experience <laughs> especially when it's the when we're new to sound healing and sound healing is something that even reading a description about it it's a little hard to under uh, comprehend like what is this going to be like and it's best experience and basically what to expect is that it's like a brain massage <laughs> and it's like a windshield wiper for the brain and sometimes the sound tends to go from one, one ear to the other through your head and i like to call that mental yep. floss <laughs> And it's like a total reset for the brain. One person has described it like, I feel like I've been placed in a full body charger. 
And so basically, you in, in one of my sessions, you come in and we have a cup of tea and chat and get to know each other a little bit and where where you are in your life and what what your intention is for this session. And it could be something as simple as I want to take a nap. <laughs> Plenty of people come and fall asleep in the sound sessions, and that's perfect. And 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 you can also take it deeper with a very con- uh, with another conscious intention of what you want to like what you're talking about, a feeling that you want to bring to your life. And so then we go into the sound room. And you lay down on a comfy mat and with pillows under your head and your knees and a blanket over top of you. And then you just close your eyes and breathe. And I take you through a relaxing process. And I, include, I love to include aspects of, of a meditative relaxing process with breathing deeply and really focusing on just letting your body decompress with your breath and then bring in the instruments and the you your brain still will be firing a lot of times because that's just what our brains do and it'll send thought after thought and then Suddenly, there's a pl- or or slowly, there's a place that the the sounds end up just kind of swiping away the the thoughts, and you reach a point where you realize, oh, it's quiet in my in my head, <laughs> and that's where you just one person has described it as I feel very heavy and grounded. And very light, and my mind is free at the same time. So that's basically what a session feels like in description. Good. It sounds like you've gotten relaxed just listening to it, <laughs> listening about it. <laughs> you have a relaxing voice, actually. Like it's it's very relaxing. It's like a gift of yours. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> so I I looked at your bio and I found a quote um, that I wanted to share. It says, the road of discovery is endless. It all starts with a pose and a thought and expands into a never-ending path of self-inquiry and growth. Mm-hmm. And I think that like pulls in exactly what we talked about, um, that our discovery is endless. And just from talking to you, I've learned that personally, in my opinion, I feel like I'm missing a whole part of like healing and growth and, um, and just overall self-care by not coming to see you and not involving sound therapy in my life. Just looking at all the benefits that it has, um, mind, body, and soul. So I think it's definitely something that we should all incorporate into our lives um, in our manifestation, um, just day to day overall and everything that we do. I think it's highly, highly beneficial. Thank you. I really believe so too. And that's another reason I've created the, the retreat space because if, um, well, for one reason, then you don't have to gong and drive after a sound <laughs> session. <laughs> 
that you can stay and just relax and let it all soak in. And then it's been my dream for a long time to have a weekend of sessions to where you have a, a sound healing each day of the retreat and can go deeper over the course of time and clear layers of stuck energy and and have that concentrated time to help your body remember and create new neural pathways because that's where this is medicine for us right now with our with so many pressures on each one of us and the the sound healing helps us to have that chance to reconnect with ourselves and really nourish ourselves so that we can then help whoever we help in in each circle and you think of uh, each one of us each especially women but everybody really that is is stationed in places that then there's a circle around each person and if we have a full cup and from how we take care of ourselves then that ripples out to each person because you think about when you're when you're rested and centered how you have maybe kinder responses to people. I know I sure do. <laughs> and how I realized that I needed more sleep to be be make sure I was kinder to people. And um, when I was practicing Kundalini yoga, um, it's it has a practice of getting up at three or four in the morning. But that really yeah. wasn't jiving with my body because I knew that God was telling me, you need to get more sleep so you're nicer to people. <laughs> Don't worry about getting up in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I definitely then, can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don, it was sure. so good talking to you. It was, if, if this has been great uh, for those of you guys that are in the Asheville, North Carolina area, um, be sure to visit Don at the Soundness. Um, definitely grateful for you coming on. We'll have to have you on again. I'm sure we have more questions. I'm sure our listeners will have more questions. I don't, maybe you can walk us through a session or something. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible on here. That would be interesting. I would want to make sure it sounds good, especially because sometimes with microphones or recordings, it could it could play with the reverberation a little bit so right. that might take a little testing but <laughs> but until then everybody come to to the Asheville area and to the inner wolf retreat space and you can find out more information about about my work at soundofanewdawn.com d-a-w-n or innerwolfretreatspace.com it goes to the same place Yes, Don, as, as Jay said, we thank you again for joining us on this episode. And I hope for our listeners, you walked away enlightened, something new, especially of something that has become very popular, but is not widely spoken about. And Don, thank you for sharing your experience. I hope that everything that you have put out to the universe, it comes out in fruition and as you continue to expand on the retreat and continue to bring guests in to you know heal their their minds their bodies and their souls and they walk away feeling as refreshed as i did when i went to uh two of your i look forward to uh future sessions that i will have with you um 
as you stated before, it's definitely a remarkable and an, a spiritual experience. So for you guys who have not done it yet, I, I challenge you to get out there and, you know, explore something new. It might be, it might seem a little, little bit daunting at first, but once you get into it and you actually relax, and as Dawn stated before, um, you know, get in touch with your emotions, you'll walk away feeling refreshed and like a new person. So again, for everybody, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to your return next week as we dive into another uh, episode in our mini series called Medical Tea. And once again, as we close out, remember to my kings and queens, you are a product of the energy that you output to the world. So be intentional and spread peace, love, and kind ways always. Peace.